Walter Love with Brent and Jeff. At last, we meet for the first time for the last time. And we are here like we always are. Saturday, Sunday, 9 to 11. This is the Ultra Life with Brent and Jeff. Thanks for tuning in. We have another great topic, more great music. And let's face it, we're just going to be real. We're going to be honest with our own lives. And hopefully you'll share with us. You'll log on, send us an email, tell us a little bit about yourself so we can build a camaraderie of people who want to live the Ultra Life. Good usage of the word camaraderie. Yes, we will be real this evening. It's a very real topic this evening. Um, we've all been there. We may, a lot of us are probably there now. Um, I'm going to be honest right off the bat and say I would put myself in the category of being in a Christian slump. And the, the Christian slump will be what we're talking about this evening. And I'll just be honest and say that I feel like I'm in it. Yep. So let's talk to each other about how we can get out of it. And uh, yeah, we'll, um, we'll define it a little bit. and We'll see provoke we each other. To love and good works to get out of our slump, right? Yeah, that's and true. Um, you know, a lot of the songs we're going to be talking about, Christian artists, they feel it. Everybody feels it at some point in their life. So hopefully, you're ministered too. We're here until eleven o'clock. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening this evening. Check out our website www.thealterlife. <laughs> Let me try that again. <laughs> www.thealterlife.com. And um, it's pretty cool the website but it could be better so shoot us an email let us know what you uh, want to see on thealterlife.com we're always up for some suggestions and um, you know we're constantly trying to make it more fun we yeah we so. don't want our, our website to be in a slump that's true like we are we want the website to be on fire and constantly moving forward which is what we're talking about tonight and um, you know like Brent said and I can be honest like the Christian slump is where most of us probably live um you know, for a good majority of our life, we wish that we could say that we were constantly moving forward in our walk with Christ, that we were constantly feeling his love, feeling peace and, and just joy and fire and everything great. But we get into a slump. We fall into the rut of everyday life as a Christian, and we don't know how to get out of it. If we did, we would. <laughs> but yeah. we don't. Maybe maybe that's untrue. Maybe we do know what we're supposed to do, and we're just lazy, which in my case is the truth, is that <laughs> I know exactly what I can do to make things better, make myself you know, feel closer to the Lord, and I just neglect. You know, It's just neglect in a lot of ways. So we'll be talking about that, being meticulous in our walk with the Lord. The classic battle between flesh and spirit. <laughs> and um, I think that whole battle between you know what our spirit is longing for and what our flesh is wants to provide it <laughs> which is nothing they war the bible says they war against each other and i think that war drives us to complacency sometimes it drives us to this slump as we're talking about it this evening and um i don't know i always think about david in psalms he's all about crying out to the lord um and i think a lot of times he was himself looking for the lord to fill him um, but he says a lot of times, my soul thirsts for God. You know what? That doesn't change whether I feel like I'm thirsty for God or not. My soul's still thirsty. Losing Innocence by Nevertheless. That song talking about being on the fence, just kind of being in that middle ground. You're not picking one side or the other. You're not full out and blown rebellion and living in sin, but you're not, you know, moving forward. You're just kind of stuck in this middle ground, you know. Well, Brett was talking about the flesh versus the spirit. I was thinking about that thing, like what happens when the irresistible force meets the immovable object. You know what I mean? Like that's like <laughs> one of those like laws of something. I just don't know. I'm not intelligent. I probably could know, but I'm just too lazy and I neglect 
the the intake of knowledge. Some law out there. <laughs> Thermo like some, something. <laughs> some <laughs> force. Thermotechnonic technology. Technology. <laughs> something. And uh, I just think, like, how many of us can, when Paul talks about, you know, doing the things he doesn't want to do and, and not doing the things that he wants to do and all that runaround that we we basically end up sitting still when we when we can have something better which is what we have next adam watts something better the altar life with brent and jeff that was you guessed it a double play by adam watts that was sleeping fire before that that you heard something better we've got count them four more double plays coming this is the show of the double play (laughs) so um if you like to hear some of these bands in a row we're not gonna tell you so you stay tuned but there's some stuff coming up that's fun and double plays and we're just gonna keep them rolling this evening and it's kind of apropos because when you're in a slump you ground into a lot of double plays (laughs) so hey that's why we got them here on the altar life (laughs) i guess there's gonna be a baseball theme i guess so i don't know (laughs) trying to find other things to refer to in baseball i can't find anything but being that we're in the uh, baseball playoff season yeah October. October. Mr. October. Reggie, Reggie Jackson. But Mr. October is the guy who comes out in the clutch. That's true. And it's kind of the opposite of what we're talking about. Yeah. The guy, we're talking about the guy that's sitting on the end of the bench who doesn't get in the game very much. He plays left out, actually. <laughs> he used to be in the game. Yeah. He used to be quite good at it, and then he just... From left field to left out. <laughs> and he got into a slump, and they benched him. We don't want to be benched yeah. because we're in a slump. Oh, this is great. We're gonna like okay. In the beginning... <laughs> All the baseball Bible <laughs> jokes come out in the big thing. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I, isn't it good that with God, it's not three strikes and you're out? Yeah, <laughs> because I would have had a whole game. I would have had a whole season worth of outs already. Ryan Howard, nothing. <laughs> I would have like th- one thousand strikeouts in, in a season, <laughs> every at bat. Anyway, anyway, the Christian slump. You know, I don't know. I would just start off the show by saying I'm honest. In, in the fact that I am in a slump right now. and um, But I, as Jeff was saying, it's not necessarily because my soul is not hungry and, hungry and thirsty for God. You know, David cried out all the time that I'm, I'm hungry and thirsty for you. My soul is longing for you. And those, those are constant things. Our soul is always hungry, is always thirsty for the Lord. And um, I know for me, the problem is a lot of times I don't feed it. You know, I don't feed it those things that it hungers for. Instead, my flesh, you know, wants to eat the things that it wants, and my soul gets hungrier and hungrier, and then I find myself sitting on the end of the bench, left out, <laughs> um, when I could just eat of the wonderful feast of the Lord. I think um, a lot of times we're deceived, and we, Brent and I were talking about it during the last song, but we think that when we're in a rut, there's like no getting out of it. It's just like, oh, well, might as well get cozy here. And that's basically what a rut is, is that you just the get comfortable. so high. Yeah. <laughs> the pit I'm in is so deep. <laughs> it's like, you might as well just stay here because it's, it's too difficult or whatever. Or like, well, I don't know how to get out of it. When in a lot, a lot of times God's like, well, why don't you just like read my word, pray, like draw close to me and you'll get out of it. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. Nah, I'll just sit here and not do that. Like, I, I just think about in myself, like, it's not even that I lack the desire to do it. It's like, yeah, I, I do want to draw closer to the God. It's just the the lack of doing. It's not the lack of desire. It's the lack of doing. And um, that's the thing that it's, it's a shame because um, someone, I heard somebody say that the evidence of desire is pursuit. And I thought that was very poignant. That was Monarch with Perform. 
and I think that's an appropriate song as well. Um, you know, <laughs> if you don't, if you're in a slump, you're not performing. You're not living up to the, the task. Or, and I kind of put that quote out there and left it hanging so you could chew on it. <laughs> that was my plan. Mm-hmm. Wasn't that the song was going to start? That's delicious. Mm-hmm. I had to st- <laughs> but the evidence of desire is pursuit, meaning we say, "Oh God, I want more of you. I want, I want to be closer to you. I want to get out of this rut." Well, then do it. <laughs> like the pursuit of God shows that we want God. We wouldn't, pers- you know, we say, "God, I want more of you," and we say it, but there's no evidence of it. And if we really want to be out of that rut, God gives us everything we need to be close to him, everything we need to be on fire, to be, you know, loving people, be loving him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, to be doing good works, to be shining the light. He gives us everything we need, and we just lack the pursuit. You know what I mean? Like, we have the desire, but we lack that get up and run. You know what I mean? Just get up and do it. We lack that. Me especially, I just, you know... I'm lazy, and not just in the worldly material sense, which is true also, but <laughs> laziness, slothfulness, slumpness, <laughs> the slump, <laughs> slothfulness. It's a like, big, like slothful. Isn't that like one of the yeah, seven there's deadly like a bear. sins? There's a bear that's the sloth bear, and it just sits there. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, it's great. They have it at the Philadelphia Zoo. I was just there, <laughs> and it's the sloth bear. I gotta and, get like, myself out there. I haven't been there since I was like, I know, nine. It's kind of nice, you know, and... You know, the, the zookeeper will, like, throw food at it and, like, hit it, and it won't move. And it'll just, like, <laughs> slowly walk over. It's like, it doesn't have any energy, any excitement. There's just, you're, like, checking for a pulse in this bear, you know? <laughs> if I was the sloth, I mean, if the sloth bear was human, it would be me. that's me. I'm just, like, totally content sitting on the couch. Yeah. My wife doesn't understand, like, when I come over from work and I just, like, sit down on the couch and I just, like, stay there. She's like, don't you want to, like, do something? I'm like, no. I no. don't want to do anything. <laughs> like, how is that fun? I don't get it. Uh, Sometimes no, I, I get bored. I but. think it's um, kind of interesting, you know, Jesus in Revelation is talking to the church who lost their first love. And, um, you know, he's challenging them. And the thing that he tells them how to get out of it, he says, remember where you came from. Repent and do the first things that you knew, the first works, you know. And... Um, that's how he tells them to get out of it. It's basically go back to the basics, you know? Yeah. Like when a baseball player is in a slump, it's like, you know, just take more batting practice. Nail down the basics. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to start make putting sure it through. Make sure your technique is there yeah. and all that Just kind make of stuff. sure that you're doing the right stuff, and the Lord will reward that. And um, that's an important thing to remember as we're going through, as we're in those slumps, to remember that, like, we're not in a pit. It's not like we're so far yeah. down that we can't climb out. And, in fact, we can't, we can't climb out. We really need God to pull us out. And um, it's all about doing the things that that allow him to do that in our lives. You're listening to The Awesome Life with Brent and Jeff. Ignition by Toby Mac, another double play. And guess what? We have three more double plays all in the second hour, so keep it locked here. I'm so excited, and I bet you're excited to find out who's going to be featured in our three other double plays. It's not really like a feature anymore. It used to be like, oh, our double play of the week. Now it's like, oh, our fourth, fifth double play of the week. Doesn't make any sense. But uh, <laughs> that's because we can't like get past certain CDs or yeah. <laughs> tracks, you know, and it's like, oh, another one from that, that band? Song. Another one from yeah. that band? That's when you know the band's good. Yeah. We've, uh, we have certain bands that I think we've played every single song from an, a record. Yeah. Fighting Instinct, I think, is one of them. Like, every single song on their album, we've probably played it. That's when you know, a, you know an album's good is when it's... When it's... it's Every song yeah. just has something something new to offer. And then there's other albums that just get in a slump, and you're like, eh, eh. 
It's not doing anything for me. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it aside. I'm gonna bench it for a while, and then it rekindles, and then uh, it's great. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. It is time for our unbelievable segment, and uh, Brent mentioned the zoo earlier, and it got me to thinking about the last time I was at the zoo, which is probably a very, very long time ago. <laughs> um, but Brent and I have both had the, the joy, the utter awe inspiring effect of being homeschooled that's true both of us and you would never know it because we're like social which there's a big stereotype with that homeschoolers are like complete like recluse hermits that like live right. inside and like hunt their own game <laughs> like produce their own livestock and like stuff. too smart for their own good <laughs> like if you were homeschooled everybody's gonna come to your house when the world ends because you have like wheat for 20 years which because you know how to churn your own butter <laughs> I was homeschooled in Philadelphia. It's like, I've never seen an animal. I go to the zoo and I'm like, what is all this stuff? I don't our, even know what it's like. And our parents spent such a, an amazing, you know, attempt, had an amazing attempt to making everything a learning opportunity when you're homeschooled. Because, you know, because you're always schooling at home, there's always an opportunity to learn something, right? Yeah. Clean and up your room. Home ec. <laughs> you get credit for it. <laughs> I still didn't do it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I think we ever went on a family vacation where we didn't go to some museum I didn't care about and call it a field trip. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just what happened. It was like you wrote notes down of like what yeah. you could say you saw there. I was supposed to ask the guy who was like giving the tour questions so I could be learning something when I could care less. <laughs> What's funny is that people have this misconception about homeschooling is like that it's easier. Like, oh, you just get to like roll out of bed and go to school, which is like, it's, it's true. I mean, like you don't have to like get dressed up and get ready, but... You also have the terrible feeling of when you get out of bed, you're at school. <laughs> and, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, why are the kids outside school? playing? <laughs> they have a teacher, parent, something, another day off. And yeah, I, have to I don't sit. know what homeschoolers you met, but I meet homeschoolers. Like, I just was talking to this kid who just started being homeschooled. And we're like, hey, did you start school yet? And uh, it was like, he started school back in August. And I'm like... August? Who starts school in August as a homeschooler? That's overachieving parents. Yeah, that's what that's who starts school. (laughs) Like September. Come on, kids. Like get your kids like to enjoy. I guess because they've been home all summer and then they're gonna stay home. They might as well get them doing something. But uh, you know, I don't know. I was a pretty good homeschooler. I think I did pretty good job. You know, I got sick of it sometimes, but for the most part, it was all right. It was all right. You know, sometimes you wish you could just leave your mom for a little bit. But (laughs) (laughs) because I mean, I love my mom and all, but you know, sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, would you just leave yeah <laughs> can i go to school <laughs> today <laughs> come on <laughs> the teacher i need a teacher that's not my mom <laughs> it's like go out the backyard dig some bugs up in the dirt and call it biology all right <laughs> <laughs> some bugs up in the dirt. <laughs> oh, oh my man. gosh there's um let me try to think here like we would just go outside and play after school and that was like you know our our physical education right. Yeah. Our, our our anatomy was like when we would be running outside and skin our knee, and then we looked at it, and we put Bactine Stop on it. Stop it. <laughs> and now you're just like, being ridiculous. And that was all about, like, anatomy. Anyway. Health class. <laughs> Health class. I don't know. Back, remember Bactine? Mm-hmm. Stuff that you sprayed on your open wounds, and it was, like, acid. Jeff, and me and you were both part of the same homeschool group. Yeah, that's how that we met, together. actually. That is funny. True. Again, I'm still laughing about our unbelievable... Yeah, we oh, kept going as the songs went I on, know. just reminiscing. Because uh, as we had said, we actually met. I was like, let me see, like 10 years old, I think. And you were like 15 or 16. And uh, you were my brother's friend. But I was like the little guy that like would get hurt playing football outside. And, like, <laughs> like, 
homeschooling has punk. gotten fine-tuned these days. But, like, back in the day when we were being homeschooled, like, it was a little rough, you know? We were simulating Thanksgiving and eating, like, you know, maize. <laughs> <laughs> like, corn maize. And, <laughs> and, like, pheasant. This is what they eat, so you eat it. It's gross. <laughs> I'm nine years old. Why I don't do I care. have this feather in my head? Because <laughs> you're an Indian. Why am I dressed like William Bradford? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Why do I have buckle shoes? <laughs> Even in homeschooling, you went through slumps. I don't know how to segue back to my topic. How do we get back to this? The Christians, the Christians. Homeschoolers can get in slumps, but that's all right. Well, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. The Altar Life. That was Delirious with Deeper. Those last two songs of a Delirious double play, Kingdom of Comfort from their self or from their new album, the the title track. Uh, I love how it's just talking about how we get like this this unhealthy lust of just like material things he's talking about like just save me from this kingdom of comfort like that's a lot of times when we get in a slump it's because we get comfortable and we don't feel like moving forward or go, you know going anywhere we just get in this rut because it's like comfortable and easy and uh the next song we played by delirious was the classic song that yeah. broke delirious deeper. into the spotlight about going deeper you know but i don't know how to swim i want to be weaker but have you seen the old earth like yeah. just the great picture of wanting to go after God more and more and more and just asking God to give us the strength because we can't do it in and of ourselves. Yeah, he's the one who's the one who can, he's the only one who can fill us. He's the only one who can satisfy the hunger and the thirst. And um, I think we just lose perspective. I mean, um, I don't know, whenever I'm in a slump, um, I, I just feel like I've I've lost my bearings. You know, I, I, I kind of am just floating. It's like I picture myself in this like inner tube floating out in the ocean, and I see the land, and I want to go there. But um, and I know there's food and rest, but for some reason I just don't paddle over. You yeah. know, and it's like I just I'm a floating in no man's land. And when and you pan out, you're only like like six feet from the shore. Right. Exactly. Like, eh, because because in reality, the Lord hasn't left us. Like He's not further away from us when we're in slumps. You know, He's as close to us as he's always been because he's indwelling us. Um, but our conscience, you know, the the spiritual vibrancy of, of what we're doing, um, we just don't feel like that fire. We don't feel that urge to um, be close to him. And, um, you know, it's important to remember that he's still as close now as he was, <laughs> you know, when the last time we remember feeling like we were on fire for him. Yeah, we get into these, uh, you know, go with the flow attitudes. Like everything's just comfy, and it's like the the enemy kind of just gets our feet nailed to the ground or something. I don't know how he does it, but you know, we get our cement shoes on, and we're just like standing there. And all we have to do is just like reach out for the Lord, and He's going to pull us along. And we don't even like reach out. You're listening to the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. That was typical by Mutant Math. There's got to be another level. That's what that song talks about, and and uh, we're just we're just really get into it tonight. That there is another level that we can get to, and we just have to take a step. I mean, and if we think of it that way, like I think a lot of times we get bogged down because we think it's like, oh, it's so difficult. Like we talked about that last week about how like holiness is so impossible to strive for, so we might as well not even do it. But really, it's just taking a step of faith, and it just brings to mind Peter when he he walked down the boat. I walked out of the boat because he was like, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come, no, command me to come on the water to you. And he steps out of the boat. He goes towards Jesus. And because he does that, God keeps him from sinking. And uh, as soon as he stops walking towards Jesus, 
he looks around him, stuff starts to become a problem, and he begins to sink. And that's the biggest warning we have, I think, in Scripture, is that we may think we're in a slump, but we have to be careful because when we stand still, that's when the enemy has us because he can start to draw us down. It's easier to be brought down, to be lifted up, and we got to be careful that we're not allowing the enemy to creep in and do that. The enemy is, and he wants us to be in that position. He's roaring, roaring the, roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. And one of the biggest ways of getting a Christian off course is to make him be in a slump and not excited about what Jesus is doing. Okay, so tonight you're in a slump. We get okay, that. We get that. <laughs> I've gotten that. We're all there. Who okay, join the crowd. Um, and it's just therapeutic to just admit it. Just say, yo, Lord, I'm in a slump and. Um, the reality is I, I want to be closer to you. I want to be, um, pers- I want to have that fire. Like I once had, I want to have that love for you that I once had. And, um, you know, how do we get back? What are the things we need to do? We've already talked a little bit about it. It's going back to the basics, but what really are the basics? You know, how do we refresh that excitement in our hearts? And I think what first thing is just to go back to the cross. I mean, to re- relive and remember and meditate on the, what Jesus has already done for us. Um, that's why we have communion. You know, that's why Jesus wanted us to continually go through and remember what he did. Um, because that very act, the ultimate act of love, um, is the starting point. It was the starting point when we got saved. Um, you know, when we were saved and we, you know, he washed our, our sins away and he cleaned us up and he gave us a new life in him. Um, it started there, but every time we go, we need to go back to that every time. Um, because when we go back to that, we remember all those things. We, we are washed again by his word and, um, and, uh, we have that, that new, almost that new relationship with him again, a fresh start. Um, and just the mere fact of just being, feeling that love that Jesus has again and that, that love drawing us. Um, it's the love of Christ that drew us in the first place and it can be the love of Christ to draw us back again um, out of the slump that we're in. Yeah, I mean, even in just human relationships, you can you can see the parallel there but when you get married or when you're dating, it's just like all exciting. Just like in Revelation, you know, Jesus didn't, it's not like he didn't know what he was talking about when he said you left your first love or that, that spark that you had at the beginning. Go back to that. Go back to what it was like. Not that we walk backwards but to get back to the way things were when they were exciting we got to move on you got to keep going and um in a relationship you know it can get real comfortable and you get like in a rut and you know the romance is gone and we need to you know get out of that you know bring it spark it up you know let's get going let's get that fire going anyway become who you are by mainstay the second part of the fifth double play of the night that is my song right now it's just amazing you know chase you know a lot of times when we're in a slump we're like trying to find whatever we can to get us out of it and we're chasing the wrong things and we end up coming up empty just like that song says that's like the song of my life i think i'll uh, play that at my funeral or something like that (laughs) and uh i just think that you know if we're all honest like we've been saying god is calling out to us to get out of our slump we know we have to do it and it's not that we don't desire it's that we lack to do and um Let's take a step of faith together and uh, just do one thing that maybe we would, you know, push aside every morning or or something, you know. Actually, just say a prayer, like, every morning. Like, just, God, I know I didn't read my Bible, but I want to dedicate. You know, something so simple as that can be the first step. And it can be the first step to getting back to the first love, yeah, which Jesus, is important. Jesus really honors our honesty. He honors us being real, and he doesn't want us to perform. He just wants us to be real, to come to him 
and allow him to work in our lives. And then you know what? We'll find ourselves reading our Bibles for an hour. So excited. and can't, can't wait to turn the next page and see what goodness he's got like we once had before. Yeah. And when we, you know, when we get to that place, hopefully we'll all get there. Let's never get back. You know, let's yeah. try to never go back to that slump. That was kind of the theme of the night. And we wanted to close with this last song, which is the antithesis of what we're talking about. It's never going back to okay by the afters. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. The Altar Life. Music, truth, real, period.